0: This is the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we have conversations with everyday martial artists about their histories and how martial arts influence their daily lives. You are listening to the abbreviated version of this podcast, which is the first 20 minutes or so of the show. Please consider supporting the show by subscribing on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. And for about the price of one coffee shop coffee per month, you can get access to four new podcasts each month one week before their YouTube release dates. You also have access to all of our existing shows, which at this point is about 100 hours of shows for you to enjoy. Individual shows can be purchased at our Gumroad page. That is m-a-l-m-a-g dot This week I get on the phone and I talk with Clay Johnson from Virginia. Clay has been a big part of the East Coast martial arts scene for decades now. We talk about how he got involved in martial arts, the different styles he studied, and how he's come to find that he loves the craft of teaching martial arts. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, and this week I have a very dear longtime friend of mine who is a very unique individual, has been around the martial arts for a long time, and has just a great story, and a lot of great stories, actually. And this is Clay Johnson, and Clay is an instructor under Guru Dan and Asanto and Sifu Larry Hartzell as well. Uh, Welcome to the show, Clay. Uh, Thank you very much. And, Clay, I guess we just start from the beginning. Tell us how you got involved in martial arts.
1: Well... I've been looking for a place for a long time, uh, back in the early eighties and I called around to a lot of the, the schools in a bigger city called Roanoke, Virginia, and nobody really wanted to take me on because everybody said, Well, you have to be able to kick. You have to you know, talk new school said you had to be able to kick. I even had one instructor just laugh at me, laugh at me on the phone. But um One day I was over there, um, and this is back when we had uh, VHS tapes and everything else. You had to go to the VHS movie store to get a movie. I happened to be going by a uh, place like that, and um, I saw that there was a school there, and I went in, and the gentleman's name was uh, Eddie Thomas. And um, I went in, and I asked if he would teach me, and he said, I'll take take the challenge on and uh, that's where I started at and the system was called American Freestyle Karate which is a combination of
0: Shotokan Americanized Taekwondo and American Boxes wow that's a that's a pretty uh, good combination I think I remember there was a book in the 80's written by somebody called American then, yeah yeah yeah,
1: it was yeah but um, it, that's just a he just picked a name because he had taken those arts, and, uh, and he's also into Aikido now. And that's part of his curriculum now also. Eddie's uh, uh, actually a grandmaster now. He got his 10th degree probably uh, last year. And I kind of suggested it because he's been in the martial arts for over 50 years. And I've been in martial arts now for 40 years, so uh, I, mean, I had my hair back then, but
0: I don't have it now. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with technique, unless, you know, you're one of those uh, know, ladies I with... I not think it did. I mean, you know, we've seen the I Kung Fu to... movies with those ladies with the long ponytails, and they put weaponry in there. Then I think it becomes a thing, but, you know, unless you're you're doing that... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, got a funny, I got a funny story
1: for you. Um, a couple of years ago, I was promoted to seventh grade under Eddie in American Freestyle. And um, uh, we did a skit back in the 80s where he's kicking on me and uh, uh, he attacks me and I take care of it and everything. But I didn't have my hair anymore. So he, um, I said, he said, what are we going to do about you grabbing my head and uh, pulling my hair and all that stuff? So he got on the line and ordered me a Joe Dirt wig. So I wore that for the skit.
0: So I had a Joe Dirt wig, if you've ever seen the movie Joe Dirt. <laughs> so he had a giant mullet. <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my God. And eddie has been picking on me, for, uh, in a good way, he's been picking on me for 40 years. Oh my but... God. That's great. If If you have a photo of that, I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I do, I can send it to you. <laughs> that is so can, great. If I could get the
1: uh I'd even send you the video if I could get the, uh get the uh, flash drive recorded, I'll, I'll I'll actually send you the video if I, if I oh can do that. Oh my
0: gosh, that would be that would be really great to see. That's amazing. Oh man. So, Clay, tell us what your, your training with Eddie was like. Like, what kind of classwork you do? Because I don't know if people are familiar, but you are in a wheelchair, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so so that's what, that's what he meant by the kicking earlier, yeah.
1: Basically what it was is that he, he described it like trial and error, because at least my early training was all private lessons because he didn't want me to uh, uh, feel awkward in class. Right. But... Eventually, he tried to wing me into class, so I would learned how to teach. And um, uh, and eventually, he did do that. But all my stuff uh, was basically hand techniques, and he uh, got me into a little bit of karate uh, arts back then. But I really wasn't interested in it like I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm really into it now. I love it. I I wanted to do more of the karate back then and I didn't really understand it. But it's like uh what I've heard Guru say, uh at times he said there's times that you're not ready for something at a particular time and then uh later on it becomes clear and it becomes sharper and you understand what it's for. So
0: Yeah. No, that's that's very, very, very true. Um, and, and something I like about what you're, you're talking about, it sounds like you're still in touch with your first karate instructor, even though perhaps, you know, you've moved on to doing Jeet Kune Do and Kali and these things. Uh, how important... Yeah,
1: we, we're,
0: we're still good friends and we still pick on each other and actually I get,
1: <laughs> I get to see him about once a week and, uh, he lives in uh, Salem, Virginia, which is about 50 miles away from me, so I get to see him about once a week and we, uh... Um, shoot the bull, uh, work out a little bit and, uh, in general, just kick on
0: each other. That is fantastic. Are you guys close in age or?
1: Oh, uh, he's about two years. The reason we hit kind of hit
0: it off is he's like
1: two years older than me. Oh, okay. But, uh, so we're like brothers. So.
0: <laughs> that absolutely sounds like it. And that's, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. He, he um, um. He always, um, I lost my uh, longtime girlfriend a couple two or three years ago, and uh, I have a new girlfriend now. <laughs> actually, it's kind of funny. I'm um, actually with uh, Eddie's first wife. Oh wow! So, um, <laughs> so, uh, and everything's going real good, but uh, we're we're happy and everything else. But uh, when I lost when I lost my girlfriend at the time. He was always he was always sending me videos on midgets and sheep. He said Do you need a midget, and I said no, I don't. And uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So you know that kind of tells you that, that he picked on me quite a bit. So. Gosh!
0: <laughs> With friends like these, who needs enemies? <laughs> yeah, who needs enemies? Sure. Well, that that's amazing, and. uh that that sounds like you know you're 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 playing with a little bit of dynamite there because if you're if you're gonna have trouble with that girlfriend you're gonna call the ex husband for advice who happens to be your friend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, we get actually we get, me and Cheryl get along real good. We've been together all this going on uh, for, uh, three
0: years now. So. Well, that's good. You know, that's very good to hear. Cause the nice thing is I've known her for four years, so that's why we get along so well. Right, right, and I, I think that's that's great. Uh, for you and I'm very happy for you because I, I know how close you were with uh, Kimmy before and um, and we were all very sad when, when you lost her. And, yeah. And so I'm, I'm uh, happy to hear you that, that you're. you with
1: somebody for 39 years and uh, uh, they're healed and you're trying to take care of them and everything yeah. else and all that stuff and they pass away. It's really hard. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Well, and and again, I, you know, I think it's it's very good to hear that that you uh, that you have someone and you're very happy. That's that's really a good thing. Yeah, a really good thing. She makes me real happy, yeah. very that's, happy. That's awesome. Um, how about so? You know, a lot of people have kind of done what we what we do. I think it's a very somewhat sometimes a very normal thing in martial arts for people to start one place and then you know through whatever conditions of life, be it changes in taste, changes in physicality. Changes in locality, for that matter, which is kind of my story of, of moving away from where I grew up and then changing to something new. Um, but I still am in very frequent contact with the teachers I had early on, and, and you're you're yeah. doing that as well. Do you think that's an important thing to kind of keep in touch with, you know, if you move on to, say, something else? Of course. Else?
1: Yeah. Of course cause
0: I, I remember...
1: You know, I didn't meet uh, uh, seafood Larry very much. I think I met him probably um, maybe four times. Um, but I trained with one of his really good students, uh, Rob Kelly. Oh, yeah. And that's how I learned a lot of Larry stuff, uh, or seafood Larry's stuff. And also um, Dick Harold. And, uh, but... Um, I remember him saying um, on one of his videos that you always remember where where the stuff comes from and everything else. You don't forget it. You don't bad bad mouth or anything else. I I'd never do that.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I you know I, I think uh, Larry was always a, a standout in that way. Grew um, down the same way, and my first teacher the same way. So I I found that I I tended to to especially with my first teacher being like that gravitate to that sort of thing you know that being said if someone attacks i hit back that's not <laughs> that, cuz i know some people are probably listening yeah. going wait we've seen you really you know punch people metaphorically online i'm like of course because they're being a certain way and i'm you know doing the jkd thing i'm intercepting or i'm you know i'm uh attacking and putting them back on their heels but you know i'm not going to jump out and say something initially bad about someone or a style for that matter, um, either. And that certainly yeah. comes from, well, from those I
1: just, guys. I, I just remember, remember that bitterly, because it was one of the videos that, one of the first videos of, uh, seafood Larrys that I'd ever seen. It was the, uh, uh, grappling, um, one where he's in the in the field in north carolina oh yeah 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 uh i was in that field quite a bit because uh, uh you probably don't know this but i'm also certified i touch high oh so great. i have of tie box too so uh, uh uh but i remember him saying uh, you know i'm giving this to you but don't ever forget where it came from and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. so, Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you, um, see that as an issue like, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably not so much of an issue with students you work with because they are, they are working with you. And I think a lot of people tend to take on the value systems of their instructor if they're sticking with them. You know, if they don't, that's, oh a, that's a different story, but you know, we do have this online thing, so you're you're seeing how you know a lot of people are sort of behaving outwardly. Um, do you see that as a uh, something that's changed from the time? Because I think you and I started martial arts around the same time, and you probably, know, probably so. Yeah, because because I I seem to think, and it could be just the bubble that I was in, but I mean, I read a lot of magazines and stuff, and I mean, of course, you know, the magazines are going to approach it in a certain way as well. But to me, it's like the arts themselves, they, they seem, people seem to be sort of respectful of where their thing came from. Now, they not, might not have been respectful to each other, but they were certainly respectful to where their thing came from and the history of it. And it seems now that perhaps people aren't as interested in the history of where their own thing is even coming from. Or it's even possibly um, hidden.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Because uh, uh, it's just like you were asking about uh, uh, Grandmaster Eddie, uh, uh, my first instructor. Uh, I tell everybody that he's one of, one of the best traditional martial artists I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and he is because he can look at something and almost mimic it right away. Wow! And I hate that because I. I have to work my tail off to get something right. <laughs> I, can, I can look at it, look at it, look at it, but I can't do it right away. But he's one of those people that can do that. He can look at something and do it right away.
0: Right. So. You know, and i found that for learning styles. I've seen that from everything from martial arts, obviously, because that's the thing that's in in the forefront of me all the time. But I've seen it in other endeavors, say like learning guitar. There was a couple that I knew back in the late 1980s, uh, husband and wife, that, that were both avid guitar players. The interesting thing was she was one of the people that could pick it up. Like we could put on, I don't know, uh, Song Remains the Same video, Led Zeppelin, and she'd pick up exactly what Jimmy Page is doing, and she could mimic it right away. But she couldn't remember it. That drives me me nuts. Yeah, yeah. And it would drive Brett, her husband, nuts too. But the funny thing is, the next day, she wouldn't actually remember it, where Brett made her do it enough that he finally learned it, you know, by the end of the day, and he could remember it. So, did you, do you find that even though maybe you're slower on the initial learning of it, that your retention is better? Uh,
1: to some degree, because with uh, my cerebral palsy, um, like when I'm sparring, uh, for, for example, when I'm sparring, my gut perception is off. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll see an opening, but by, by the time I react to the opening, usually the opening is closed. Oh. It's kind of like I have no delay. Right. So, it, um, I still get it, but it takes a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've found that, and it's funny. You know who else says they're a slow learner? You, you'll like this. Is uh, Guru Dan? <laughs> That's hard to believe. I've heard him. I've heard him <laughs> say that myself. I, I have a hard time believing it, but <laughs> but I'll accept it if he says it. The, the thing that amazes me about
1: Guru is he's he's so nice and so humble, and he. Yeah, you know, he might not say it, but I think he loves all of his students. Um, oh, of
0: course, yeah. No, that's that's he cares,
1: about, he, he cares about us all. And, um, uh, believe me, uh, see, if uh, I get in trouble or something's wrong or she doesn't hear from me, it's she is like my mother because if if I'm sick or whatever else, she's got a sick sense. And she'll call and ask me if I'm all right.
0: That's really great. That's so, really great. And then it always rolls downhill. She'll tell me. If something's up with you, she'll she'll always tell me too. Which is really nice.
1: And believe me. <laughs> believe me. Uh, when, after, when Kim died, she called me every day. Oh, yeah. And asked me if, asked me if I was eating. Asked me if I was sleeping. Um, uh, asked me if I was all right in general. And if I wasn't in bed at a certain time, I remember one time I was uh, like watching TV and it was like four in the morning. She called me and goes, Why aren't you in bed? <laughs> so, <laughs> and That's if, great. I, if, if, if I get in trouble, I, uh, or I remember, I'm, I'm sure she's told Cheryl this if he gives you any trouble, call me and she'll get mad at me. Believe me. and her yelling at me or being mad at me is like my my own mom. before she passed <laughs> away, she would always say Ernest because that's my first. My, that's my first name, Ernest.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
1: And uh, if I was in trouble, she would say Ernest Clay. Oh boy. Um, uh, and
0: not just Clay. So, uh-huh. and uh, Stephen Paul is the same way. So. Oh, dear. That... <laughs> At least she's never called me by first, full, full first, middle, and last name either. <laughs> I would be really worried if that well, happened. <laughs> she, hasn't
1: really ta- she hasn't really told me that, but the, the thing is, the feeling is the same. So, um, it's like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> That's a. I mem- I
1: remember um, I was going to buy something from... The, from uh, the store and uh i said mom i know things are tight because of covid and i want to get get a couple shirts and she goes uh, uh no uh your birthday's coming up and i'll send you something and i said no i want to pay for it and she goes i'm your mother shut up nah.
0: so
1: <laughs> i was like yes man
0: <laughs> yeah no no she's best not to really argue with <laughs> no He's hit me before it hurt me, so I I, I understand. Oh. Yeah, I, we better put that in context. I'm guessing that was in seminar and uh, training. Yeah, in seminar.
1: <laughs> she didn't mean it.
0: She didn't know she hurt me, but I didn't tell her she hurt me either. <laughs>
1: Mom was da- I'll tell you one thing. She is dangerous. I love her to death, but she's dangerous.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I mean, uh, I I think uh, Pat Trey had uh, Guru bring her out to train the the Navy SEALs for a reason.
1: Yeah, and, and I good. knew Pat too. Pat's a good friend of mine.
0: Yeah, I figured so, you you East Coast uh, group. You all should be you know pretty tight out there, especially you know the the ones that are from um, pretty much the same era. You know.
1: Yeah, Fred is a good friend of mine too. Oh, great.
0: That's really cool. It's a great group named, of friends to have.
1: I've named him a cat since
0: 1992. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. That's really cool. So, but, s- speaking uh, of to, how... To uh, give you a little... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. To give you a little background,
1: I started with Guru in uh, April of 89 because uh, Dickie Harrell was having him in North Carolina, and that was my first seminar. And, uh, uh, later that year, uh, when I met Ajahn Chai, um, that was October of 89 and that's how I got started with, uh, both, both crew and Ajahn Chai. So to, just to let you know, cause I got my, blo- my first degree black belt under Eddie in 1988.
0: Wow. Yeah, that was actually my next question. So you read my mind. That's awesome. I was since we were kind of talking about the the role that they were playing in your life. I wanted to establish how you got connected with them. So you went to North Carolina to uh, Dick Harrell's place, and that's where you trained with yeah. Guru for the first time. So what for, brought, for, for, for the very first time? Yeah. So what what um, perked your interest in that? I mean, it's 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 certainly. I mean, I think from the outside and even from some people from the inside of martial arts, they'll say that's a very different thing than karate. Um, that's a whole long well, conversation, you know, for another time. But so let's just say that, yes, these are very different things. And so what what made you say, oh, OK, I want to go there and train with these guys?
1: Well, the main thing is I didn't try with an action. But uh, Gary was somebody I always read about, of course. Uh, I grew up in the 70s um, and stuff like that, and Bruce Lee was like the man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Bruce Lee was a uh, measuring stick for any martial artist that grew up in the 70s and 80s and everything else. Um, So uh, Gary Dan was his top student. so... Of course, I wanted to meet him, at least meet him, and uh, see what I could learn from him or whatever else. I did not turn into a, a thirty-year, thirty-year and more relationship
0: at the time, but I'm so glad it did. That is fantastic. And so, you started there. What, when, uh, about did you get an instructorship under both? Um, under
1: Guru, I got a, my
0: instructorship and
1: uh, my apprentice in uh, 1995, and I got my apprentice under Agha uh, Ntai in 1993.
0: Okay, so that's that's a good process of time. And what um, what made you go from cause it? So karate, I get so there's belts, and the belts can mean you know, uh, basically just a rank. It doesn't necessarily indicate saying, "Hey, you're going to go teach." It's just a indication of uh, a level of knowledge. Where with Muay Thai, uh, at least under Ajahn Chai and and um, Jackie D and the Filipino martial arts, lot under Guru Digan, there the ranking is a certification to actually become a teacher. So at what point in all this process did you say, I'm going to teach?
1: Well, part of that was I knew I could teach karate because Eddie had taught me how to teach karate. And basically what that was is, is the material he taught me.
0: And this concludes the abbreviated version of the podcast. Please consider supporting the program by going to www.patreon.com/malmag and subscribing to the show. You can also purchase this individual episode or any individual episode at our Gumroad page. That's malmag.gumroad.com. Thank you for listening to this episode with Clay Johnson. Coming up next week, we go check out a Midwest martial arts legend, Peter Hedrick. Our MalMag online store at MartialArtsLifestyleMagazine.com has a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA and Krabi Bong. Timmy Bee's brand now selling in Japan as well. Beautiful Timmy B's brand shirts and Dos Mano shirts are available with new t-shirt designs and more products coming soon. An online course in the Dos Manos Method for FMA is available under the Courses tab. More courses coming soon. Check out the Places at Train tab to find schools near you, and click on the Events Calendar page to see what seminars and events are happening all around the world. And of course, visit our main page for articles on the martial arts. Music by Jackal Relic martial arts lifestyle magazine and the martial arts lifestyle podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by tnt llc